everybody. Welcome to The Afterword. I'm Dave Tish. Have you ever met somebody who you just get and they just get you? Maybe they're your best friend. Maybe they're your spouse or your or boyfriend or your girlfriend or maybe just somebody at work. You just get them. They get you. It's like you're so close. You can finish each other's See, you knew I was going to say sandwiches. That's what came in your mind because you love Frozen as much as I do. And whenever that line comes up, that's what you think about. See, we're on the same length, people. We're synced up. I mean, it's crazy. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. I've never met someone who thinks so much like me. Jake's. Jake's again. That's what we're here talking about. We're here talking about syncing up, but not just with your best friend or your spouse. But with God himself, is it possible? Can we actually think the way that God would think? Karina Gerard's here to talk about that, about what it means for us to have in the words of the Apostle Paul, the mind of Christ. It's possible for us to be renewed in our mind and have the mind of Christ. But how is that to work? That sounds very weird and sounds very difficult. We're going to hear some practical advice from Karina Gerard. And so with that, let's just dive right in. about sinking karina millie vanilli oh lip syncing oh see that's good and uh, now tiktok what is it it's yeah. lip syncing millie yeah. vanilli must be so angry right now <laughs> they're just all these kids are for people who don't remember blame it on the rain yeah yeah when okay. uh, that was amazing <laughs> for people who don't remember you want to mm. tell folks why millie vanilli was such a big deal Weren't they twins or something? No, I think they were just brothers. Brothers. And uh, yeah, they sang, I wouldn't describe it as R&B. It was no, just pop. No, it was like pop music, yeah. Girl, you know it's true. Uh, ooh, 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 yes, you know it's true. Early 90s, and they were nice on the eyes, I guess. And so everybody just listened to them, whatever, you know, it's kind of in the same genre of like, bop, whatever. Sure. Now that's going to be trapped in your head for the next 46 I would say, hours. Yeah, but yeah. Mbop's an important cultural <laughs> song. So let's, let's, let's not drag them into this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then it became discovered that they were not actually the artists. They weren't singing. They were lip syncing and not just like, you know, okay, Britney Spears is not singing really at a concert because she's like jumping off of stuff. And sure, it's pretty hard to like sing and wildly dance and hold your breath. Sure. So a lot of performing artists are lip syncing during a concert, but it was actually them that like sang on the recording. But in this case, Millie Vanilli, that was not even their voices. They were just the eye candy and it was like, you know, some basement kid recording their Actually, voice. It was, I think it was a German man. <laughs> it was a Flula. What's his name? <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. a reference that no one on the podcast is going to get. It's all right. So, um, yeah. So uh, they were immediately excommunicated from the, the musical music industry. community. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But the, now ironically, like literally that's all TikTok is, is people getting famous lip syncing from people's videos. Right. Right. So, so we're talking about syncing and syncing uh, our minds. And so I was thinking about that because, well, you're a huge music person, but I feel like uh, there was an article that you shared from scientific American 
about how humans actually can sync up brainwaves. Yeah. And what's interesting is this is very hard to study because you have to study, for example, if you and I are in the study with five other people, they have to study all of our brainwaves together simultaneously. Simultaneously. As uh, we're... Where it's firing in the brain, when it's firing, it's like so interesting to see that the types of the brainwaves, there's like five different types of waves. So it's such interesting science. But what's fascinating to me is we've come up with this idiom to be on the same wave, same wavelength right. before we realized that it actually is like happening at a physiological level. It literally is a thing for two humans to be on the same wavelength, like literally. Right, they kind of sync up. They they do. They get, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, one of the things they say is going through common experiences can actually help this. Yes. So, like, I think about like if we're at a concert, like I would imagine a music concert would be a huge experience for people because they can they're all experiencing the same thing yeah Uh, maybe a sporting event of some sort or Brene Brown she'll say for example shared trauma is a shortcut to relational depth because you've both experienced like some huge which is why at the end of all those action movies the two stars the male and the female always kiss yes they always they have to kiss because they they've just defeated you know, the, the guy, powers of darkness. The guy who yeah. wanted to explode the bus if it went underneath 55 miles an hour. Exactly. So you have to kiss Keanu. Not just because he's cute, <laughs> but because you just went through that shared That's trauma. Right. Now, That's is right. that a lasting bond? It actually, so right now, in addition to doing those studies on humans, they're also doing them on bats. And they say that actually of all species in bats, it's easier to trace those brain connections. What was fascinating. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me as a biologist. <laughs> you know, I don't have any idea. <laughs> they are cute, though. I mean, on some level. But so what was interesting is that Bats will not experience neural synchrony with bats that are not like their homies. So if like a stranger bat comes in their cave, they don't experience that synchrony. But if they like hang together, like literally and metaphorically, <laughs> they will sync with How their long? buddies. How long? Well, if a new stranger bat comes in, can it hang with the other bats and then and then no, sync up? he's an outsider. Oh, so they're kind of, oh, they're kind of yeah. racist bats. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's interesting, you know, how does this carry over? Another thing that I thought was beautiful and interesting, especially um, in regards to parents or those in the teaching profession or even pastors, is it said when... Uh, the receiver of knowledge is experiencing synchrony with the teacher, their learning capacity increases exponentially. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, you, you know this, like you were a teacher and also were in school. The teachers that sucked, did you want to learn from them? It didn't matter what they said. Yeah. Like I, I w- it was like a brick wall I had with them. Right. It's like you're totally tuning them out. And so... I mean, it's so interesting, these words that we have, we tune them out. We're saying that without even realizing, but before the science, that we, our brains actually are tuning them out. We're just on a different wavelength. And so very little of what they're saying is actually entering into, you know, our minds. So you, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real practical here, and I wonder what you think about this, because I was just in men's retreat. So a lot of dudes, right, like 170 guys there. And it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. But there was this thing I saw that was so fascinating. And it was, uh, there was a guy there. I'm obviously not going to say his name. It rhymes with Doug. 
I'm kidding. It's not his name. <laughs> Wait, rub comes with Doug. I'm just kidding. Rug? I don't know. No, there's a guy there, and um, I was. It was so fascinating to watch this guy. You could tell that he kind of wanted to connect, but his way of connecting was fascinating. So, um, say something. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, you be somebody else, and I'll be this guy. Okay. Tell me something that you absolute uh, a food you absolutely love. Um, I am a huge fan of anything curry. Oh, really? Curry sucks. Curry's the worst, man. Curry is the worst food in the planet. I cannot eat curry. Mm. So what just happened? Like inside you, shut you. me down. Hundred percent, yeah. right? Yeah. So no, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm now out of here. Right. No. no so <laughs> I'm, I'm did going you, to Indian for lunch. Actually. Did you feel it? Did oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You close off immediately. hundred percent. Now, by the way, that is a lie. Curry is unbelievable. That's right. Do you Especially, like yellow, green, penang? What do you like? My favorite is okra. Okra curry. Oh, but mm. but what Thai? Indian. Oh, Indian. Just Indian curry. Indian. Are you okra. cool with Thai? Do you like Thai? I, I do like Thai. But Indian's the bomb. If I had to create a, you know, a list, a list of your favorites. Number one, okra Indian curry. Yes. But where is there a place you go that you like? Is your is there a favorite Indian curry restaurant? They're all good. Actually, there's an amazing place whose name escapes me, but it's in Oakland, right by the Fox Theater. Oh. I went there on a whim on my way to a show at the Fox, and we looked it up on Yelp. <laughs> we drive up, hole in the wall, looks like you might get dysentery. <laughs> Was literally the best food I've ever had in my life. Me and my, my, my husband and my son went. We went to go see Snarky Puppy, who also was amazing. And everything we ate, it was the best thing we've ever eaten. Wow. In our, we were like making loud sounds of great approval at wow. the table. Unbelievable. Okay, so curry, we just connected. Yes. Curry's delicious. It's unbelievable. It is. It's and we're on the same way. 100%. Right now. Rice uh, oh, yeah. plus curry plus meat plus vegetables. Non, oh, chai. All of it. It's just all amazing. Mm, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now, but when that guy was like, what he was trying to do, I think was differentiate. Like I'm not, I'm different or I have an opinion or, yeah. I mean, but when he kept saying this, whatever anybody said, he would like shut it down and say, wow. I can't take that. Or he's the worst or, and I, I watched, literally watched guys like sabotaging his own intimacy with 100%. others. Wow. That's he, fascinating. He was literally shutting down the wavelengths and the guys would literally take a step away from him. Mm. And I was just like, oh brother. Wow. Man, you don't know what you're doing here, but you're trying to build by being, I think you might have even been trying to be vulnerable, Yeah. but it like, it totally shuts things down. Wow. Meanwhile, there's this other guy and he didn't know anybody at the retreat and he would just be like asking questions and go, "Uh uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. And he would like find insertion points into whatever the person liked. Like for example. Humility and finding common ground probably increase the rate of neural synchrony. Right, isn't that crazy though? Oh wow. Okay, Yeah. now if that's true for human, what were you gonna say? What also was really interesting, this is kind of like both dangerous and beautiful. It said that for people who have a personality and a leader, like a gift of leadership, that people experience greater neural synchrony to people like that. So that is dangerous if that person has malintent. Sure. But for a person who has good intent, they actually like what is the Spider Man thing? You know, spider sense great tingle. Oh, I see. What great responsibility. That's not what you mean. Uh, it's, yeah, and with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely, it is. A, you yeah. don't. You don't even realize the power that you wield over other the others who have a sort of mental pliability to your wavelengths that you're sending out. 
just that it makes it sound that what you're talking about. And, and I read the article too. I, I kept reading it going, this sounds like science fiction. This is crazy. It's wild. It's like we are sending out wavelengths yes. to one another. Yes. And we're like eager to sync up. That's what we desire. We want to find people who sync up with us. Absolutely. Now, what's a little alarming is the bat thing. Yeah. Because it says that there are some people that you'll just never sync up with. Which that actually aligns with the book that David Kim wrote that explains that, you know, you're not going to experience chemistry with every person on the planet. We're commanded by God to love everyone, including our enemies. But you're not going to feel that gel with everyone. And who can explain it? There's some people you meet them and you just instantly know, like, yes, I will treat you with Kindness and dignis, di- dignity is but I don't like be a mago date, but I'm, we're not going to be, be homies. I don't want to be on a 10-hour car trip with you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there are very few people who'd make it on that list. But. Well, I, I think in general, if you can go on a 10-hour car trip with somebody, you can probably be friends for the rest of your life. That's right. I, it's just a, such a long time. Yeah. And yeah. anyway, okay, yeah. but we're not really talking. This is utterly fascinating. But it, it is really, fascinating. It is just a tagline because what we're trying to talk about is syncing up with God. That's right. What is possible with human beings is even possible with the mind of God. So that's that's a fascinating thing. So talk, because you've been reflecting on this for a couple of weeks as you've been preparing, just as you think about what it means to sync up with God, what kind of reflections, did, what kind of jumped off the page at you? Yeah, so this is the last week in the series. We've been here, this is now the fifth week of the With God series, but even though we're completing the series, please hear this, all of our listeners today, we actually are encouraging you to stick with this one meditation, this one idea, this one thought, this one goal for the entirety of this year. And for us, you know, the year kind of begins in August with the school year, so Hold this, hold this as your spiritual practice throughout this entire year of learning how to heed Jesus' words in John chapter 15, to abide in God, that there's literally no reason for us to leave the presence of, walk away from, hang up the phone on the presence of God. So we're trying to learn how to experience a with God life everywhere at all times. And so we've spoken about a couple of ways of communicating with God, listening to God, talking with God, and doing with God. And this difference between the ways that we usually do those sorts of activities is, you know, I'm listening to you, and then I stop listening, and, you know, and then I'm going about my day, and I'm doing something else now. And, you know, we think about spheres of life. I'm you know, listening in the context of work, listening in the context of my family, listening in the context of my friends, whatever that is. And, 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 you know, we make this little space perhaps to listen to God. And, you know, I think sometimes we could think of, you know, the invitation that spiritual practice is inviting you to is just increasing that number of minutes, you know, let's, let's go from five minutes a day to 10 minutes a day. And, Maybe next year from 10 to 15, you know, I'm just right. like, you know, who, who was it? There was a quote, you know, if I could just get one minute better. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Brother Lawrence just talked about just another minute aware of God's presence. Right. 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 But really the aim of all of these spiritual practices is to pray without ceasing. 
without ceasing, to, to remain, to abide, to, to stay there, to hold it. Um, so we're learning how to listen to all the other facets of our life while remaining in an open posture to the voice of God that is there with me everywhere at all times, and I'm ready to hear him. And I, same with speaking. Instead of having, you know, this set time of prayer that, and please have those. I mean, it's really important to have intentional conversation with anyone, including God. Mm-hmm. But also to know the omnipresent God who's available to you, you can literally speak to him at all times, at all places, about all things. Like, you don't have to just, nobody keeps baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to keep God in a corner. He's with you. So inviting him into all those places, same for doing, and now the same for thinking. You know, uh, there there are, as you grow in your relationship with God, uh, hopefully one of the things that's, that's changing for you as you grow in your spiritual maturity is you are thinking about God. That happens as we meditate on his word. That happens as... We're reading books, having spiritual conversations. But the invitation actually is not just to have these relegated times, but for me to actually have what uh, Paul calls the mind of Christ. Right. To experience this neural synchrony actually with God, my Father, through the indwelling Holy Spirit, everywhere at all times and then the invitation to think about the other compartments of my life with god i'm thinking with god about all the other things that i'm thinking about it's also it's kind of helpful this brain science neuroscience kind of um uh, article and just the research because it gives us some um kind of tangible ways to think about what it might look like to to sync up with god one was to to share experiences so it's like like you said, just inviting him into every aspect of life, and the other is just conversing. It's a kind of an, an open, a more open, not shutting the door. You know what I mean? Uh, but always opening that door and trying to have more conversation about it. Um, but that's that's boy. That I mean, you talked about scripture. How, how do you know? You talked about this too. Like, how do you know when it's your thoughts versus God? Because I, I love what John Ornberg said. He said that, you know, like, if I want to mani- manipulate, it's too strong a word. If I want to affect or influence your thoughts, I have to tell you, using my volume, my these strange noises I make, I have to tell you, you know, think about an elephant. I need you to think about an elephant. And it's pink. It's, a field, it's in a field of white poppies. Now I've just influenced your thoughts, right? But it takes a lot of work, and I have to use, like, written symbols, or I have to use noises. But God doesn't have to use physical means i mean he can but he doesn't have to he can guide our thoughts this way how do we know when it's our thoughts and then god's thoughts because i don't want to get them confused absolutely you know what i mean so you've had that question uh, you've had people ask that question like what would you say because that is kind of like oh all my thoughts are god's thoughts well it's like that's the whole point of this is not all of your thoughts are god's thoughts like his thoughts are higher right and his ways are different so how, how do you how do you help people think about or how do you even think about that? Yeah. So two things. First is I we believe that God is present. He's a real, he's alive, he is with us, and he is still speaking today. 
And so we can experience the now voice of God through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that's a real thing, and I have experienced it. However, that is to be held with great uh, soberness. Um, And really the only way to measure that is by knowing God's word, is the only way to be able to identify the sound of God's voice. That his voice is going to sync up with his voice in Scripture. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. The the now experienced voice of God will never contradict his revealed word in Scripture. So the importance for a follower of Christ to know God's word like clearly and well, so that then, first of all, I I feel like, you know, speaking of wavelengths, it's like the the wave, God is communicating to us, but we're not always picking up his signal. And so as we read his word, I think it puts us on that wavelength where I start to understand what God sounds like, what he desires, what his will for mankind is. So that brings me to a sort of neural synchrony with God. So then when I hear something that's contrary to the sound of that voice revealed in scripture, I can identify immediately that is not God. Yeah. And and those other voices could be a lot of things. It could be my voice, my own desires or brokenness. It could be the brokenness of this age, this culture that we live in that has some beauty but also has a lot of falsehood and brokenness yeah. and can be literally the voice of our spiritual enemy, the Satan, who is a liar, <laughs> a steal, robber, killer. And so um, the only way that we could distinguish whose voice it is that we're hearing, and Jesus says in John chapter 10, my sheep will recognize my voice. But the primary way we're going to recognize his voice is by tuning in to the radio station that is God's word. So that is like... Yeah. So important, but not to say that the Bible is the only way we experience the sound of God's voice, but is the measuring stick by which I will measure all other voices to determine who it is that is speaking to me. Absolutely. Somebody, um, and I I forget who it was, uh, some theologian said, God's voice is always other. Mm. And I feel that. I feel that. Like when God speaks... It's almost always to draw me out of myself yes. or into him. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. And so there's a, um, it's, and it's usually self-sacrifice. It's usually, mm. it's usually. Um, it's a downward trajectory. Yeah, it's, it, it's usually inconvenient and it's hardly ever ratifies um, my, my own desires. Absolutely. Uh, it's always good for me, but it, it hardly ever does that. Um like, uh, because there's, we, you and I read this book, it feels like years ago. It's called Bad Religion yes. uh, by Ross Thought, who was a New York Times columnist. He talks about how we became a nation of heretics. And one of the things that's in there is this, uh, it's the eat, pray, love chapter, I call it. <laughs> it's the idea that whatever I want is what God wants. And that voice is my voice. And that voice is, it's, it's God's. It's a baptized selfishness. Right. And uh, that is not Christian spiritualism. Yeah. And it's it's not, that's not what we're talking about Any, here. Anybody who has either personally experienced addiction or been in the life of an addict knows how deceptive your own heart can be. Preach. You, yeah. Your ability to deceive yourself, to lie to yourself, and that you could be filled and overcome and driven by 
unhealthy, destructive desires is seen in stark, you know, reality in the life of a believer, uh, in the in the life of an addict. So, yeah, you know, sometimes we're able to, <laughs> oh well, that's just them, and the rest of us, we've got really great intentions. But uh, the Bible says that the the heart is wicked. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, also, there's a, um, <laughs> there's like a thing. I don't, you probably, you've probably done this too. And, and again, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to call out names, but have you, you've been sitting at a conference or uh, maybe with a, in a sermon and somebody's speaking and you're like, no, it like, it doesn't sound like Jesus. Absolutely. It, it, it the, the application seems weird. Uh, for example, whenever somebody tries to drum up fear, oh yeah, I, I I know I'm like, wait a second, that's not right. Fear, shame. Yeah, a lot of shame. The, yeah. the voice of God is literally never shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I had this um, hurry. Uh, the the voice oh, of yeah. God is never hurry. Stockpiling for oneself. Oh yeah. Us versus them. Oh, yes. All the you know uh, all those kinds of things. Uh, those are all which. Is the spirit of the age, yes. which is why there's so much uh, out there that's like kind of difficult to listen to because uh, it doesn't sound anything like what Jesus would say. But I mean, this frightening science that those people who have a, a commanding presence and a gift of leadership can use that powerful, that power for evil. Yeah. Um, and, and people can so, and that's why Romans 12 says, be careful. Do not conform uh, to the ways of this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing, renewing of, of your mind. Your mind. Yeah. Uh, be, be on your guard because yeah. the, the way of the mm. world, the way of culture, there is some beauty. It's not, we're not throwing sure. out the baby with the bathwater. There is some beauty in this generation, but there are many things to be awake, alert, and sober too. Yeah, that's really good. Um, final thing, just let me uh, ask you a question. Um, syncing up with, uh, by the way, every time I say syncing, I think about uh, when the iPhone first came out. Um, we're talking like like 2008. My buddy had one, and he named you could rename it. He renamed his Titanic. So he could say the Sink. Titanic is sinking. <laughs> uh, oh. Such a stupid oh. joke, and oh. I, I cannot get it out of my head. Anyway, uh, the, here's a question. Uh, like, sinking your mind with God, like, what kinds of things has ha- has have helped? And then can you give me an example? I, and this is probably – this might be too vulnerable or private a question. Something that God's, like, synced up with you lately, like a, a way that he's kind of shifted or changed your thinking on things. Um, in, in ways that you, you feel like yourself syncing up with God, maybe it's in a particular thing or in a situation, uh, that might be too deep of a, or that might be too private of a question. Cause I know that these are deeply personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually at the Saratoga campus this past week, um, uh, Mark Averill talked to us about breath prayers and I, I, I think, Maybe you're like me. I have spiritual ADD, and I just have a tendency to forget and easily distracted. And so just having a way to kind of come back to reality, uh, because I feel like I drift so easily. Like, I'm a surfer, 
And depending on, you know, the tides and, you know, the winds and everything, sometimes it's really easy to stay in, in place, in the place where you want to catch the wave. And sometimes the water is just pulling you down and you have to paddle so hard to stay like in the spot. Yeah. And I, I feel like... I love that analogy. Our life, culture, the speed of life, the distraction of social media and television, the news and all the things that are happening, it's just like we are being sucked down the ocean. We don't even realize we're 15 miles out of place. You look up and you're like, I'm not even in Santa Cruz anymore. Where am I at? (laughs) Sucked out to the ocean. You know what I mean? So just having a way to... As a surfer, yes, I do understand exactly. Right, right. I'm not a surfer. Just eight foot barrels. Um, (laughs) Hey, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, having a spiritual practice, and it could actually literally be as like practical as putting a reminder on your phone that rings a couple of times a day. Instead of a really terrifying, horrible alert, it could be like wind chimes or something. (laughs) But just just a reminder with God Mm. and just a reminder to yourself, am, am I in this moment thinking about the things that I need to be thinking about with God? Is God invited to this thought? What are his thoughts on this matter? Am am I listening to his voice right now? Or am I just trying to figure out my own way to do this in my own strength? Yeah. Am I talking to him about these things? That's great. Am I looking to others for for answers and sources? Like, is he even invited to this party? <laughs> like, yeah. and and just to check in with yourself multiple times throughout today. Kind of, it's, it's funny. It goes back to you know, like Genesis. Like Adam, where where are you? Yeah. Uh, I, who is I, it? Uh, God asks him, "Where are you? Where have you come from, and where are you going?" Uh, Hagar. Hagar, exactly. Yeah. It's just That's in Genesis, che- yeah. checking in with yourself. Where am I? A- am I? Am I with God? God, God God's here. <laughs> God's omnipresent. He's not going anywhere. He promises he'll never leave you nor forsake you, no matter how much of a hard-headed <laughs> numb nugget you are. He's with you. Um, but are you there? Mark uh, listed out some breath prayers. I had a friend, uh, a woman in our, our life group who took a picture of it and sent it to us. Uh, I think it's really been helpful for her because she would say she also has spiritual ADD and she's, you know, just, and that's the thing with the, the in the Silicon Valley, these are all really go get them smart, busy people. Right. So I'm going to read a few and um, I just like your thoughts. Lord Jesus, have mercy. Spirit of God, guide me. Father God, help me. Holy one, heal me. Savior of the world, help. My God loves me. Come Holy Spirit, come now. God's with me. I'm safe. Speak to me, Lord. I'm listening. You're the good shepherd. I am your sheep. God, I believe. Help my unbelief. It's just beautiful things. Any of those jump out at you as, as ones that you think are uh, ones that you, you that are often very centering for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, those are all beautiful. But in particular, just even that idea, you are with me. Yeah, so good. I mean, that is, that's really, that's... We would love to see that for ourselves um, as, you know, the pastors and staff of Westgate, but we, we desire that strongly for you, our congregation, to learn how to experience the with God life and how crazy it is that the creator of the universe wants 
you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be involved with every single facet of your life. He does not want you to hang up. He wants to stay on the phone with you all day, all night. He wants to be there. And in that withness, that's where we experience wisdom. That's where we experience guidance. It's where we experience transformation. Yeah. One of the ones that came, uh, uh, you, you shared, I, sh- I probably should have shared first, um, just because that's the better way to do vulnerability and wavelength is, you know, share. And then, uh, but as you were talking, and I love, I love the breath prayers. I think that that's, that's killer. Uh, again, back to the men's retreat, something that um, God really directed, I think, my thinking on is I'm at this men's retreat. And, and these, these guys are, a lot of them are like CEOs. I mean, they have, they're really successful. And so I walk in there and all of a sudden I feel myself shrinking. Right, just because I, I, these guys solve problems that I don't even understand. Like they're on cutting edge, this and that. So I, I feel myself shrinking, and I'm like, oh man, oh man, oh man. And I'm supposed to talk about vulnerability, and I'm supposed to talk about like wounds, you know. And Jay just said this little line, and somebody reminded me of it. And he's like, look, gifts build things. They do. Gifts build churches and companies and organizations. He's like, but wounds heal. So share your wounds because God wants to not just build his church, but heal his church. And then I was reminded, of course, of Isaiah 53, that by his wounds, we are healed. It's Jesus's wounds themselves that is what that heals us. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, then I can share that in hopes that real healing can happen. And that actually led me to be more vulnerable, be okay with being more vulnerable, be okay with being out there and sharing kind of the wounds that I not only have seen, but have experienced. And then of course, God does amazing things. And and you see a million guys go, me too. That's yeah. exact, you know, and so all of a sudden you see Jesus really doing his work. That is not what culture says. Culture does not say be vulnerable, expose your wounds, talk about, that's just not the way you have to be strong and together. And that was like one example. And I think I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Gifts build, but wounds heal, and wounds heal. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, and it's just one way. Uh, Well, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Again, I I couldn't endorse more what you said. It's really, honestly, if we could get this sermon series in us and just practice this for the next year and just get better at this, that would be a huge win no matter what happens in our lives or in the church's life. That would be it. This is actually it. This is the this call is the goal. of this Christian is the goal. life. I mean, Jesus said, if you abide in me, you will bear much, much fruit. fruit. Yeah. And apart from me, you will accomplish nothing. 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 Yeah. nothing. Big so, deal. So our job is actually, don't worry about the fruit. The fruit is his job. Your only thing is just remain. It's a, a big deal. And, and I love, he, he, he clarifies, what do I mean by that? He says, remain in my love. Yeah. Yeah. Make that your even the word remain or abide. Abide is something that there's something about abiding, and even remain. There's almost like a military stand. Am I going to give ground? Mm. Or other times it's abide, which is more of a restful relational word. I go back and forth. Do I need to? Do I need to put on the armor? Do I need to rest? You know, these this idea of abiding. Even those words, remain, abide, remain, abide, are worth considering. And it's the whole. It's not the whole game. It's a huge part of the game. It's a huge part of the game. Huge part of the game. So if we can just get there. So I'm excited about it. Thanks for teaching. Yeah. Thanks for wavelengthing. Yes. I love it. Yeah. What song am I thinking of? (laughs) It's going to be my ringtone 
for my daily <laughs> devotion. It's going to be Mbop by Hanson. Yes. It's going to, and Mbop, you're gone. All right. Thanks, Karina. Thanks. All right. Bye. Just want to say thanks to Karina Gerard for stopping by talking about thinking with God. And join us next week. Um, actually, don't join us next week because next week is Thanksgiving and you should spend time with your family. I don't know if we're going to have an afterward next week. Most of us are off. My son's going to be home from college. I don't think I'm going to want to record an afterward. We might skip it next week, but we'll be back for our Advent series after that. So join us for that and have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. I would say take time to enjoy your friends and family. Take time to enjoy the bounty of the Thanksgiving table. Because ladies and gentlemen, in an mbop, it's gone. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, but, but you've been done to find